Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album. The author of the book, Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast is inspired, my friend and producer, Lisa Goich, is alongside, as always, Lisa, nice to have you, alongside, as always. Ah, always nice to see you, Mitch, and you look very nice today for those yeah. of our listeners who can't see you. Well, I'll tell you why I look nice, and uh, it's what I wanted to sort of mention in a very brief podcast today. I literally just came from um, a condolence call. Uh, it was our next door neighbor. We've lived next door to the same person for the last 32 years. And we have mostly known her as the lovely old lady who lives next door to us. I don't mean it pejoratively because she is 101 years old. And 101 years old, I think it's okay to say a lovely old lady. I don't think you should <laughs> be saying like this, uh, this teenager across the way. Um, and we, in our neighborhood, the way that it, things are kind of, it's very spread out. So the houses aren't very close to one another. Uh, you got to walk a little ways, but you know, we haven't, I wouldn't say we've spent lots of time with her over the years, but we've seen her. And as she's gotten older, we've taken uh, to checking in on her periodically because you have Aww, a neighbor who's 101 years old, you know, you, it's just. Sometimes my wife and I walk and we say, let's just make sure everything's okay in there. You know, ah, sure that's right. nice. But she lived on, on her own for all these years. That's amazing. At 101, yeah. she still lived on yeah. her own? she Whoa. was living on her own. And wow. uh, you know, her, she had family would come and visit her all the time, but, but she slept there. That was her house. So uh, tragically, she lost a daughter. And uh, I guess when you live to be 101, your children are also in their 70s, you know. Or and, 80s. Uh, yeah, and sometimes too, could yeah. be in their 80s. And so she lost a daughter, and uh, we just felt terrible about it. And so we wanted to go over and, and pay our respects. And, and they're a Jewish family, so they are participating in what's called Shiva. And Shiva is the Jewish way of mourning. And the Jewish way of mourning, I think, is a very admirable approach. All faiths and, and cultures have their way of mourning. But the thing that I have, and I've studied a lot of them in the nature of the books that I've written, as you might imagine, but the thing I like about the, uh, the Jewish way of mourning and the Shiva, it's seven days uh, from the death. And during that time, you are not supposed to, first of all, they cover all the mirrors. They cover the mirrors because you're not supposed to subject the mourners to looking at themselves, seeing how upset they are, right? You are supposed to bring food, lots of food, mm -hmm. and you are supposed to talk and joke 
and you know, uh, be be distracting and be reminisce. Distracting. Do you reminisce yes. too? About- reminisce, mm-hmm. right? To be distracting to the grief. Be distracting mm-hmm. to the grief. And uh, so it's if if any of you have ever gone to a Jewish shiva, you especially if you've gone for the first time, if you've never experienced before, you might be kind of surprised because you walk in and it it's loud and mm-hmm. people are stuffing their faces, you know, and there's jokes in the in the Jewish culture that jokes about, you know, that was that was like the best tasting shiva I've ever been to, you know, or what a lousy <laughs> shiva. They didn't even have corned beef, you know. Uh, and and you know the point is to try to remind the living that life continues to go on and what is life uh if not eating talking visiting etc right mm-hmm. so, and friendships and friendships exactly exactly so um with this in mind we decided that we were going to go over of course you cannot go over empty handed we decided we were going to go over. We got a nice tray of uh, nuts and chocolates and things like that. that you know, everybody's going to love. You know? uh-huh. Don't start picking picking foods. We, we go safe. And then we decided at the last minute, what is the best thing that we could bring for this 101-year-old woman as a condolence to try to honor the Jewish tradition of Shiva? And we brought... Nadi, our little baby, at 16 months old. And I have to say, I was a little hesitant at first because, you know, you still think it's a a somber occasion. And, you know, is she going to be inappropriate or misbehave or anything like that? We could not have picked a better thing to do. We we walked in and uh, the woman, whose name is Helen, was sitting on the couch you know, in in a in a in a you know position you would imagine for a grieving mother, mm-hmm. or some of her children were there. You know, scattered around. It was quiet. You know, low key. And we walked in with little Naughty, and she lit up. Aww. And she held her arms out, and Naughty, of course, who will go to everybody and hug mm-hmm. everybody and whatever, and has met her before. Mm-hmm. Um, went over to her and, and got in her lap, and she started playing and. Within like 10 minutes, she had gotten up and gone across the room because she wanted to get some toys for Nadi to play play with, whatever. And she was sitting over a different part of the house with Nadi on the floor playing playing with Nadi. And I was talking to uh, her grandkids and they said, or these are her, might have been her great grandkids. And they said, this is the first time she's been up like all day. Wow. And she said, you, you brought the baby. All of a sudden she was up and she was moving about. And so it, it, it proved to be the absolute best Shiva uh, present. Ah, so that's speak, nice. That we could bring. And it, it reminds me of, you know, so much of Tuesdays with Maury and, and, and so many people who read Tuesdays with Maury. And of course, while I'm at this Shiva, several people say to me, I read your book Tuesdays with Maury, you know, it really, it really helped me. And, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking so much of it is tied into moments like this, mm-hmm. you know, condolence moments, dealing with death. How do you put death in its proper perspective? And, and, and a lot of times people talk about Tuesdays with Maury and what it taught them about death and dying. Mm-hmm. But 
I always feel that the greatest lessons from Tuesdays with Maureen, the greatest lessons of this podcast, are not about death and dying, but about life and living. And one of the things that inspires us as we get older is to see the circle of life continuing. And it's one of the reasons that I think older people take to babies so much. You know, it's, it's, there's a freshness and an innocence to young life that reminds you, I think, not to be jealous, because I do think when we get older, there's a, there's a part of us that gets jealous about people who are younger, but not children. We get jealous of, you know, when we're in our 60s, we're jealous of people in their 30s. When we're in our 70s or 80s, we're jealous of people in their 40s or 50s. You know, why can't I still do that? Or why can't my stomach look like that? Or why can't I eat like that and not have to take medicine afterwards? And yes. <laughs> all those kinds of things. Uh, but when we see a child, an infant, a 16-month-old, there is something about God's gift to the world of life mm-hmm. that I think, in Helen's case, you know, sort of help, helps remind you of the circle of your own life and that, you know, you remember that you began at one point like this and that you were once this innocent and that you were once this playful and that you were once this kid who wanted to pick up all the water bottles and, uh, and, and distribute them around the room and, and all the crazy things that Nadi does. And you find yourself, I don't know how to, how to put it, but you, you, you're reminded that that little part of you that remains a one-year-old or a two-year-old is rekindled somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you feel, the, you feel the totality of your life that you began so small, and here you are all these years later. In her case, literally, she was 100 years older than Nadi. That's amazing. Hundred years older than wow, that. and she could see, still see in her the innocence that she once had herself. And I think that that's why we gravitate to children because we're sort of reminded that deep inside of us is our own version of that child, mm-hmm. and it makes you sort of appreciate the gift of life. More than any condolence card, more than any bouquet of flowers, more than any donation to your favorite charity could ever do. So if you find yourself in a situation where someone has passed away or someone's grieving or someone is is mourning and going through a a very tough time, um, if you can find a child. Just go find a baby somewhere. (laughs) Find a baby. Bring the baby and and see if it doesn't somehow magically serve as the um, the salve that that grieving person is looking for. Yeah, at least at least for a moment. We'll be back with more Tuesday people right after this.
on Oops! The Podcast. Join me, comedian Julio Gallerati, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. It also reminded me that in this crazy current America where nobody behaves very decently towards strangers Mm -hmm. or heaven forbid somebody's on the opposite political side of them, there is still some value that we should never lose in being neighborly. Mm-hmm. Being neighborly. Do you remember that phrase when we were growing up, when we were kids? People would talk about being good neighbors, what it meant to be a good neighbor. Now, the only time you ever talk about being a good neighbor is when you're doing a State Farm commercial. It's the only <laughs> time you ever ever hear that phrase, like a good neighbor, State mm-hmm. Farm is there, right? Well, yeah, a good neighbor is there. And I like to think that today we tried to practice being a good neighbor and just saying, you know, we didn't know the woman's daughter. I think I'd met her a couple times. We didn't know her well. We didn't know her family well, but she's our neighbor. She shares the trees on our lawn are the trees on her lawn. She sees, she sees the trees from the Northern exposure. We see them from the Southern exposure. We can see each other's windows. Yeah. <laughs> we we share the weather. We share the air. We share the ducks that walk around here and things like that. And and we're we 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 are connected. And so there is a value to being neighborly without having to be reminded of it. When I was growing up, um we would always know what went on in neighbors' houses. If somebody died, if somebody was sick, I, I could name my whole neighborhood, my whole old neighborhood. I could tell you every house, every person. Oh, yeah. Name of who, the, the, how many kids they had, especially, because we would be playing with them. And I could go all the way around my block and up around the block behind us and all the way back to us. And if something happened, you would know about it. Yeah. Today, I find that in my neighborhood, I don't really know about anything unless I see cars on the street. Yeah, then you wonder what's up. And you say, what's up? So either it's a party or it's a funeral. Yeah. It's a wake. It's a, it's a, it's a shiva. It's a memorial. And so you look to see, are there balloons? Right. Is there a valet parker? Uh, okay, that's a party. Yeah. Uh, is it a lot of, you know, cars in a row, uh, and, you know, people getting out, just holding some food, maybe dressed, you know, in dark clothing or things like that. Okay. must be a, a wake or a memorial. Um, you shouldn't have to wait to see a lineup of cars to know it's time to go be neighborly. 
That's and, true. Uh, you know, I'm glad we knew about this and found out about it, not because of the cars, but because we know our neighbors. And we were able to brighten up a neighbor's day, a tough day for our lovely older neighbor with a lovely young visitor. Uh, so That's sweet. Yeah. I was just thinking about that today, and I thought I would share that with everybody, seeing as Tuesdays with Maury so often um, is read at shivas and memorials and things like that and at funerals. And, and, uh, but, you know, Maury, we didn't talk a lot about, about Shiva because, you know, he wasn't going through it. And Maury was kind of trying to have all of his shivas and all of his visits well, before, yeah. before he, he died. His shiva lasted a long time before he was gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He had, he had a funeral before he died. So, <laughs> um, but there is something to be said for the way that you try to comfort the grieving who are mourning by reminding them of life, mm-hmm. life through food, life through conversation, life mm-hmm. through laughter and life through young life, through children. Um, so be a good neighbor. If you see somebody in your own neighborhood, find out about it, you know, just stop on by. I mean, we didn't know more than a couple people in the whole house, but you just say, hi, we're the neighbors next door. And you have a reason for being there. Yeah, true. And everybody said, of course, well, the neighbors next door are coming. That's, you know, that's what you do. And I'm glad we were able to participate in that. So lesson for today, be neighborly, be a good neighbor. Yeah. Not state state farm. Not state farm neighbor. No. Be a good neighbor and find a baby if you can. We always appreciate your spending a few minutes with us. And we hope this brief podcast uh, gave you some ideas of some of you are going through some morning or friends of yours are dealing with uh, wakes and shivas and the the like. And we're here every Tuesday and we'll be again. And uh, we hope that you're able to join us. You can find out more about us at wetuesdaypeople.com on the web. On behalf of Lisa Goitz, my friend and producer, until next time, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People.